Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. So originally, Philip, we were going to, my wife and I had talked her into going to the Rolling Stones and I saw how much concert tickets were in Charlotte for where I would want to sit. You know, I'm not going to go sit in the nosebleed. Oh no, we couldn't do it. That's why I'm here today with you. I'm not like Mick Jagger at a pub last night in the Queen City. Did you see that on social media? I did not see that until you brought it up, but I like him out amongst the people. He's, he's not drinking a beer. to hang out with the, the average Joes. I mean, if you think about, like... Famous rock stars, he's top five, right? For sure. Uh, hey, welcome in, everybody. Speaking of musicians, uh, Matt Thomas from Parmalee is scheduled to be with us tomorrow on the Patrick Johnson Show. It was announced after the show yesterday that they're going to be playing homecoming at ECU. They're going to be playing at halftime of the football game. So Parmalee, coming back home on homecoming. Ain't no coming like a homecoming. We'll be there. It's kind of a homecoming theme the next couple. Of, we got Parmalee and Matt Thomas tomorrow. Ruff and McNeil today. I like it. Way to promote the uh, the Saturday homecoming. Bottom of the hour, Ruff and McNeil joins us to talk about his recent uh, announcement that he will be enshrined into the ECU Athletics Hall of Fame coming up next month. So we'll talk to Coach Ruff, obviously at NC State now. We'll forgive him for that. Got to work, right? Uh, and Coach Ruff, uh, obviously at Clemson or at uh, at State, where they got a huge win over Clemson. And uh, what else? Oh, Joe Dooley will be on tomorrow. We'll hear a little from Coach Dooley coming up in our Pirate Report today. Donnie Kirkpatrick with one of just the coolest sound bites I've heard in a long, long time. Uh, we'll play that for you. Also, hear some from Blake Harrell. And uh, we got some high school football tonight. Uh, JP two's on the field. College game tonight. Last I saw, Philip, it was uh, the U was favored by five and a half. I saw four and a half most. Oh, recently. so it's down to four and a half now. Okay. The U taking on Virginia tonight. Yeah. And then, but I, I think I might be in, inclined to watch a little bit of the uh, the NFL game tonight. The stinky zero and three Jaguars. Now, last I saw, they were like a seven and a half point dog at Cincinnati. Is that still the case? Yep, still the same. Joe Burrow's back for the Bengals now, right? Yeah, he is. Playing, he's played all three he's games. Say he's played fairly well. That's an accomplishment in itself that he's played all three games. By the way, the ref, uh, Philip Pilkington across the way, uh, producing today's show. Uh, we also have, and, and stand by to dial on this, this is a huge announcement today. We'll give away our final pair of ECU tickets today to the two-lane game. Uh, we've got uh, at East, uh, 94.3 The Game t-shirt to give you. Got our hands on a few of those co-branded Mudcat ECU hats that were a big rage back in August. And uh, we'll give away one of those today. So if you didn't make the game, so that's going to be included in this prize pack. And also, tickets to Wednesday, uh, Alice Cooper is going to be performing at the Red Hat in Raleigh, in downtown Raleigh. With Ace Freely, formerly of Kiss. We got two tickets to give away on that. That's a, it's quite a prize pack. That is. That is definitely the best prize pack since I've been here. We're carrying you basically through Saturday through Wednesday as far as your entertainment goes. 
Most definitely. Free tickets. So stand by for that. Couldn't get you Stones tickets tonight. Sorry. Just couldn't work that out. But we'll give you some Alice Cooper Ace Freely tickets included in today's big prize pack, along with a pair of ducats to the ECU game. Uh, so were the Pirate basketball schedule for both the men and the women finally rounded out. They announced that today as uh, ECU and uh, uh, men and women. It's been announced you know, now when and where they will play their conference opponents. By the way, uh, the always anonymous text line tells me that tonight, uh, I want to make sure I get this person right. I've, I've never heard of this person. Hang on. Let me read the always anonymous text line a little more closely. Uh, Bobby, bop, 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 bop. Um, let's see here. Carter Cruz, a DJ. Are you familiar? No. Carter Cruz, who's a famous DJ, is uh, doing a meet and greet at Sup Dogs tonight. And then we'll be doing a, a throwback night DJ set at Still Life. All the heavies are coming through North Carolina. It's a big thirsty Thursday for Greenville. Look at us. All the heavies are coming through. You got uh, the Stones tonight. You got DJ Carter Cruz here in Greenville. Parmalee coming home. Alice Cooper and Ace Freely next week. And ECU opening up conference play. That's the most important thing. That is true. Ready to start 1-0 in the conference, baby. Way to get us back on uh, track there, uh, Philip. How are you feeling about the game this weekend? What's your sense? You know, in the past, they've let us down so much, especially since my time here. It's <laughs> right. hard. But, right. uh, you know, I think that SMU win last year was a statement win that we can compete in this conference. So I'm uh, I'm feeling pretty good about this weekend. All right. Well, I, I hope so. I, I think it's going to be tough. I think Tulane is, uh, you know, obviously they're not quite what they were up front on the lines last year on both offensive and defensive lines, but I think they're pretty good. Still, they got some really good linebackers and really, really talented skill people in the uh, in the secondary. And I, I just, I'm, I'm a fan of Pratt, the quarterback. I just, I think that guy's money. I think that guy is going to be an NFL guy. He, he was awesome as a true freshman. Now he had some really good running backs and a really good offensive line. But I'm, I'm impressed, very impressed with Pratt. I think he's really, really uh, the real deal. So. I think if we can stop the him, that would be very key. I know well, they have a lot of good him. running backs. Got to figure but... out a way to get to him. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Got to got to try to stymie their run, and then you just got to try to figure out a way to put him in a position where, you know, you're putting pressure on him if he's in a third and passing down or a uh, a, a down and distance passing wise situation. So we'll see. So there's really a lot to get to here today um, on the program. I did see this, and I and I don't have the script in front of me from where I, I saw it this morning, but uh, I'll try to recant as much of this from memory as I can. So Richard Burr, and let's face it, I, I think we have a, a politically diverse audience, but it is an audience that probably uh, may lean a little more conservative. Maybe not. I don't know. But um, Richard Burr kind of maligned a little bit as our, our senior senator. Uh, he has, you know, done some things that have kind of raised the constituency's eyebrows, and that includes people who voted for him. But he uh, has proposed a bill on Capitol Hill that's really, really interesting, and it involves name, image, and likeness. Basically, if you earn over twenty grand on your name, image, and likeness, he wants to pass a bill that you're eligible to pay taxes. So that would include, if you're a college athlete, your scholarship would factor into that. So you'd be taxed on that. I guess the twenty grand 
your scholarship count maybe includes, I, I don't know. But, again, I'm trying to do this from memory from this morning when I read it. But, basically, if, you, or if you're earning, because, I mean, like, isn't the Alabama quarterback getting a million dollars this year? and Yeah, something like that. And then the Ohio State freshman for next year quarterback has already signed some huge deal. So, if this passes, if this becomes law, they'll have to pay taxes on that on that money. Hey, look, they probably should. But I think it's interesting that they're going to do something like count the scholarship into that if if they reach that $20,000 threshold. See, I'm not a fan of that. I mean, I guess if you're making big-time money, also factoring that. But I'm thinking, is this going to affect the kids that are just on scholarship that, that sit the bench? Are they going to have to pay not tax on that scholarship? No, not okay. if they're making over. Now, I mean, who knows what they throw in the law, but not over the 20. Uh, it, it's basically if you, with the name, image, and likeness money, if you're making – over twenty grand, then you're you're in. Tr- I don't think that includes if you're getting compensated in pizza coupons, like like some are we know. But I think if you are getting like cash money, cash money, if you're getting that, then if you're getting over twenty grand under this bill, you pay that. That really, so that's you know. Now look, we all know it's going to happen. The bleeding hearts that you know feel like that every college athlete should get paid a salary are going to crow about this. But you and I, and, and even the bleeding hearts, unless they have a really good CPA, are paying taxes. I got hit with a huge tax bill. I mean, I'm I'm freaking out over my tax bill. And so I think you're, you've got to, it makes sense to do that from the standpoint of at least I think this name, image, and likeness, because if they are earning the money, it should be money they're because t- it's income. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I'm it's like the same you, as an endorsement deal. It's the same yeah. as LeBron's Nike deal. What's the difference? Right. I don't know how I feel about the scholarship counting in that after you get over the $20,000 threshold. But uh, And look, that is that is a lot of money, but in some ways it's not, If you, depending on who you are. So this has really gotten interesting. We are now kind of entering the slippery slope side of these things. Because if a kid's getting some bad advice, if a kid's not watching their money, if they're letting the wrong person kind of handle all that for them, it's the same thing you see with musicians over the years who trusted, you know, an unscrupulous, uh, you know, attorney or manager and they didn't pay their tax bill. I mean, that would be... That would be some of the tragedy in some of this. So my big question, though, is say you're making the right at the $20,000, the way that tax brackets work in this country, it, and if you have no other income coming in, it's only those twenty grand. Right, it's pretty much going to put you in the lowest tax bracket, and you're going to get it all back anyways. Well, there you go. But you got to maybe pay somebody to do your taxes so you lose it. But I, mean, I think that you could write off, too. So. Um, Georgia got some good news today. Uh, JT Daniels will be starting at quarterback against uh, Arkansas this weekend. So that's some good news for the uh, for the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, and uh, let me see, anything else today that's of any note? What football game would you want to watch tonight out of the two? I think I got to go with the NFL. And you have two, the last two number one overall picks, the guys that are supposed to be the future of this league. Because I feel like the college game is kind of the bottom barrel of the Coastal Division in the ACC. Yeah, it's not a real real sexy game. I think Miami's 
to kind of troll Virginia. They painted their end zone to kind of in a motif that looks like the at Scott Stadium motif, except they put Miami in there instead of, you know, Cavaliers or whatever. But I mean, but, but that's really the only bit of heat to this game. Everything else is just it's just kind of there. Uh, there's a, a young lady I work with on uh, our crew for our Friday night games on TV that Sonny and I do, and she she always works these Thursday games. She'll like travel and fly in the next morning and, and work with us. It's it's pretty cool to hear the places she goes. Oh, look, if I'm if you're getting paid to do the game, oh yeah, I'm excited. I'll talk all about it, but we're not. And so we won't. But I, I think I'm a little more inclined to watch the Jaguars because I've not seen them play tonight. Uh, or I've not seen them play. So I'm a little more inclined to watch them tonight, I would think. And the Bengals have done a great job of stopping the run. So it might force Trevor to have to throw Ooh. the ball a lot. Yeah. And it'll uh, we'll see how much they really trust Trevor. Do they allow him to throw it a lot on first down? Because if they do, then they really like what they see. If they don't, um, we'll see how that goes. All right, we've got to get a break. But before we go to break, we're going to take caller five at 252-561-GAME. 252-561-4263. Here's what you're getting. A pair of tickets to this weekend's ECU Tulane homecoming game. A co-branded Mudcats ECU hat. We were able to procure some of those, so we're going to give you one of those. A 94.3 The Game t-shirt and tickets to Alice Cooper coming up this uh, weekend at the Red Hat Amphitheater in downtown Raleigh. It's really a beautiful facility. I've never seen a show there, but it just looks great from everything I've seen. All right, so we'll break. We'll come back. We'll announce the winner, and we'll get into today's Pirate Report. We got an Alice uh, Cooper ECU winner. Yes, we do. Mark from Greenville. Thank you for listening, Mark. Congratulations. He was call at five. Uh, we'll have some more goodies to give away on Monday for you. We're just too loaded tomorrow to do anything. Matt Thomas uh, Parmalee on with us tomorrow. They're performing at halftime of the homecoming game this weekend, plus Joe Dooley and uh, Todd Light from Aiden Grifton tomorrow as the uh, Chargers are finally getting back on the football field. Ruffin McNeil coming up in just a few minutes. Right now, uh, quick check of the forecast, looking at a low of 55 tonight and a high of 80 tomorrow with a mix of sun and clouds. Game day Saturday is looking great. 82, bright sunshine, perfect weather for homecoming. Fairly low humidities. Uh, Right now, out in uh, Greenville at the aeroport. It is 79 degrees, partly cloudy skies. Let's do today's Pirate Report. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. It is brought to you in part by Main and Mill Oyster Bar and Tavern in downtown Winterville. Great food and specialty drinks and craft beers. Also by the Pitt County, or the Pitt Greenville Airport, I should say. Convenient and comfortable to Charlotte and then anywhere on the globe. Also, by Comfort Master and Comfort Master and Comfort Air of Newburn, call Comfort Master for your heating and AC needs. Lewis Farley and Robin Bowen, two great pirates. All right, uh, let's uh, jump in with some cuts here. Donnie Kirkpatrick, pirate offensive coordinator, and uh, he talked about the team needing to execute better on third down. Uh, well, I think it's a big part of it. I mean, if you were in less third downs, obviously it would be better. Because when you play really good, you kind of skip third down. You go make first downs. Uh, but it, it probably third and long, you know, is bad. I know we started off the other night. We had two possessions in the first quarter, and we got in third and long both times. And so that's not good. It's hard to make third and long. So, yeah, I think if you play better on first and second down, obviously it'll help you third down. Uh, we, we haven't we haven't gotten a very good percentage on third down for one reason or the other. It's been it's been different things. 
again, if it was one thing, you'd just fix the one thing. Uh, but it's you know it's been protection early in the, in the year it was protection. Then we dropped some balls, you know, in the second game, and then we just just not played well enough on third down. But I think he I think he's on to something there that it's too many third and longs. All right, this is Coach Kirkpatrick putting uh, a spin on you know some of the criticism of the last couple weeks, putting a pretty good spin on it as only Donnie Kirkpatrick can. You know, you 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 play a game and there's really there's four outcomes of the game. You can play really good and win. Everybody's happy. Now, the coaches never think you play that good. You, you could play bad and win, okay, kind of like we did what, what everybody's saying we did the other night. You know, in the end, that's good. You know what I'm saying? That just means you got to go work, okay? You, you can play really good and lose. We've done that before. That, that, that sucks. That's no good either, you know what I'm saying? Or you can play really bad and get your tail beat. And we used to do that. We don't do that anymore. Hopefully, we don't go back to that. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, this is uh, Blake Harrell, Pirate Defensive Coordinator. He's talking about the two-lane backfield, uh, which is uh, pretty stout. They've got some good running backs. Here's Coach Harrell. You know, I think that's just Willie Fritz football. And going back to his days at Georgia Southern, he's had multiple running backs. All of them have been really good. And uh, one game, it may be Cameron Carroll. One game, maybe number 22, 6, 5. All four of those guys are dangerous back there. And um, – you know, five, he'll play in the backfield, play out wide, but whoever they're putting the ball in their hands, you better do a good job getting downhill, triggering, and doing a good job tackling because they're all dangerous. And Cameron Carroll had a great game against us last year, so we know all about him. He's the, the one kind of this back and the returner of the bunch. Uh, the other guys are kind of new faces or didn't play as much against us last year. But All right, and uh, this is Coach Harold talking about the wide receiving core for the Green Wave. we got to do a good job against all of them, and it's certainly more of a uh, – offensive schematic thing than it is about featuring one guy or another guy. It's about how they do business and how they do things. And receiver, too. Uh, you look at their receivers. I think the tight end leads the team in targets. Uh, 23 is next. You know, but two and three are really good players. Four is a really good player. He, he was a big-time target this time last year uh, when we played him. So we got to work cut out. Uh, Blake Harrell uh... – Talking about that nobody on that side of the ball was pleased with the team's performance last week. Yeah, I wasn't really happy with our performance. Uh, our players weren't happy with our performance, and, and I don't think our fans were happy with our performance. And I think that's a good thing. I think any time that um, – and one of our analysts said that, or one of our GAs said that, hey, you know, it's great to be at a place where how you win matters. Coach Harrell says it's important for the Pirates to get off to a good start. I think more more importantly for uh, than just Tulane for us, you know, for our confidence and how we play and our momentum and getting our crowd into it, it's important that we get off to a great start. He uh, also discussed the importance of starting out one and zero in the American Athletic Conference. You always want to get off to a great start in your conference play. I mean, you got a chance to go one and zero this week, and that's all that matters. And a one and zero in conference and sitting there at the top is a lot better than sitting there at the bottom at zero one. Uh, that's no certain about that. All right, uh, Pirate basketball kind of got out there today, and uh, they started uh, practice. You're starting to see that college uh, guys getting out there starting a little earlier. They start the season earlier and earlier each year. Uh, basketball, the conference uh, schedule was announced today for both men and women. Uh, we heard from uh, Joe Dooley, and this is what uh, Coach had to say about uh, this year compared to last year which uh, I don't even know how they got the season in last year, but this is Joe Dooley talking to the media folk today. 
Well, I think it's a little easier this year because we were able to work with them. You know, last year we weren't able to do anything in the, in the spring or in the summer, uh, which made it a little bit more difficult. And even this time of the year, we were probably in smaller groups. So it's been easier to put things in. I think we have a lot more uh, familiarity. And I think the older guys, or the, or the, the new guys, especially the, uh, the older guys that transferred in, have, have a pretty good clue. They all played in good programs. All right, this is uh, Dooley on uh, the health of his team right now. Winston's out still. Okay. I mean, he, he's cleared, but he's hurt. He's hurt. So he'll, he's at seven weeks on his knee surgery, and we're hoping he's, he's uh, able to do some limited stuff on the court, but he's not allowed to do contact stuff. So we're hoping for another week. And uh, Coach talked about uh, Winston Tobbs and some of the other new guys as well. I like the guys we got. I think Vance, uh, you know, is a proven guy. He, you know, he's he's put up numbers at UConn and New Mexico. Uh, obviously, Winston has, and Frank, I think, is going to be a good addition. And then, uh, you know, we've got four guys essentially that started a lot of games for us back. And I think with some extra shooting and some uh, familiarity, I think we'll be even stronger. This is uh, Joe Dooley on today's Pirate Report, uh, and he would like to play faster. I'd like to play faster. Uh, I thought we were playing a little faster last year, and obviously we had, you know, you know I think it, it, the, the COVID shutdowns affected our offense more than our defense, as it did with everybody else. But I thought we, I'd like to play fast, and I think we can obviously, uh, statistically, we need to shoot the ball better from three, which hopefully we will. For all the gloom and doom uh, about uh, Jalen leaving and going to, or Jaden Gardner going, leaving and going to uh, UVA, look, he was their only guy that could kind of get his own shot last year consistently. But they had to feed it into I mean, he couldn't go get it. They had to get him the ball. It kind of bogged things down a little bit. How much time we got on the segment here? Okay. Well, let's work these other cuts in. This is Joe. So I, my point being, I think that the Pirates can and, and will play a little faster this year offensively, especially if they're healthy. This is Joe Dooley on the uh, more experienced guys or the old guys, kind of bringing the new guys along. AJ has been unbelievable as far as trying to help the young guys. I mean, he's been a really good leader. Those guys have really done, Brandon, all those guys have done a really good job of trying to educate those guys and uh, put them in position to, you know, to be successful, helping them. You know, you're not supposed to be here on the floor, get a little bit higher. I think those are the type of things as you build a program that the coaches, the players coaching, the coach, uh, the players coaching each other helps also. And this is uh, Coach breaking down the freshman. Pirates have some some good-looking freshman prospects. Here we go. I think that RJ has done some really good things. They've all done some good things. Marlon was a little bit of a late start because he was quarantined coming in from Canada. Uh, but all those guys have done some things that you're saying they can help us. I mean, Javon, um, I think having played at an elite high school program, playing against Ty Ty Washington every day really helped him. I mean, he's, he's mature. I think he makes good reads, and I think he's got a pretty mature game for a freshman. Uh, that is today's pirate report. Marlon Leston is the six nine commit out of Canada. They picked up, and, I, and just if you've seen the video on Marlon Leston, uh, he's still got a ways to go as far as rounding into his game. But he's got some nice. He can hit a. He can hit a three. He can step out, and hit a jumper. He could finish. He's six nine. He's athletic. He's like a legit six nine. Uh, you know, I think this is going to be. That's a huge addition for for this. Uh, team and I, and I think he gives uh, Joe's got some long athletes I think it's gonna be interesting I really do all right uh that is today's pirate report Ruffin McNeil coming up in a matter of minutes but first here is uh Philip the ref Pilkington with today's sports flash thanks Patrick Philip Pilkington here with your 
94-3 the game update in baseball last night. The Tampa Bay Rays locked up the number one seed in the American League, and the Oakland Athletics were eliminated from playoff contention in their loss to the Seattle Mariners. Earlier today, Pirates basketball coach Joe Dooley met with the media, and he said that he would like the team to play faster this year. I'd like to play faster. Uh, I thought we were playing a little faster last year, and obviously we had, you know, you know I think it, it the, the COVID shutdowns affected our offense more than our defense, as it did with everybody else. But I thought we'd like to play fast, and I think we can obviously, uh, statistically, we need to shoot the ball better from three, which hopefully we will. Tonight, there's a little local Thursday night football action as JP2 travels to Rocky Mount Academy. Also tonight in college football, it's a coastal division matchup when Virginia travels to Miami. The Cavs are 0-2 in league play, whereas for Miami, this will be their first ACC opponent of the young season. The Hurricanes are four-and-a-half-point favorites. Today, Lamar Jackson missed a second straight day of practice with a back injury. This put the Ravens in a wait-and-see scenario as to whether or not he'll play Sunday at 3-0 Denver. LaShawn McCoy signed a contract with the Philadelphia Eagles so he can retire with the team that he spent six of his 12 seasons. He will be honored at halftime this week in the game against Kansas City. The current Kansas City coach is Andy Reid, who is Shady's coach in the city of brotherly love. Tonight, week four gets going in the NFL as the most two recent number one overall picks are squaring off against each other as the Jags travel to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals, who are seven and a half point favorites. After this break, Patrick is joined by ECU future Hall of Famer Ruffin McNeil. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. We want more. Like, you really like it. You want more. On your flagship home of Pirate Baseball. 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. Summer has come and passed. The innocent can never It's not every day you get a chance to talk to a, uh, well, a Hall of Famer, let's face it. Uh, We are here on the Patrick Johnson Show on this Thursday as uh, ECU football alum, one-time ECU football coach. He's now at NC State. You know, I'll I'll, I'll forgive him for that. Uh, And soon to be ECU Hall of Famer, our great friend Ruffin McNeil, back on the Patrick Johnson Show. Ruff! Patrick, how are you doing, man? Thank you for having me on. It was well, good talking to you. Thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. Let me tell you, uh, congratulations. I, I was uh, when I saw this last thank week. You. I thought to myself, man, now that's pretty cool. So there you go, thank Ruffin you. McNeil in the Hall of Fame. How did you find out about it? Well, you know, uh, uh, Coach Call uh, and let me know on Thursday or that possibility of it happening, and and then. Uh, he called, and then Friday when it went public, I knew we, I knew it was, uh, 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 it was done. So it was uh, very, uh, uh, you know, yeah, you, Patrick, you know me. We've talked along a lot of times and through some interviews and talked a lot, but I was just very humbled. Humbled is the first word that comes to mind. Yeah. And then uh, honored. Uh, next thing came, thinking about all the players and mm-hmm. the staff. And uh, the great times and tough times, but how we weathered those and that, the the great times far outweighed any tough time. And it was came back to we, us, and ours was our words we used a lot. So I was very excited, very humbled, but very honored too, Patrick. 
What's your family say? They were they were very happy. The girls were, Arlene, uh, my brother, the staff here at State were they they were ecstatic. You know they were happy. Uh, heard from a lot of teammates, but the family was great. They were the girls were excited and happy, and uh, you know so that was good to, to hear them. I always like making those smile them smile. I'm a girl's dad, so. <laughs> Anytime you can make a girl, the girl, your girl smile is a happy day. Yeah. So, yes, uh, sir. We got uh, Ruff and McNeil on the line with us here. It's always great to catch up with Coach Ruff. Uh, he'll be inducted informally the first weekend, uh, or formally uh, the first weekend in uh, in uh, November to the ECU Athletics Hall of Fame. Uh, great class that he's going in with, uh, but I, I would certainly say that Coach Ruff is one of the. Uh, uh, a couple headliners in that. Bill Clark also leaps to mind as a couple of big. Na- Everybody's deserving. Don't get me wrong, but uh, that, uh, that 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 those are the two that kind of jump out as you know big imprints uh, on this uh, athletic program. Uh, and uh, Coach Ruff getting in there is a really good thing. When I last talked to you on the air, uh, you had not taken the NC State job yet, and then I think like a couple days later, you you go to work uh, with Dave Dorn's staff in Raleigh. So I'm glad to get you ahead of some big news, or actually after some big news this time, rather than than ahead of yeah. a pending news yeah. uh, that we can yeah. uh, that we could talk about. How has life been, uh, you know, with with that staff? And uh, obviously, last year was kind of a weird year, but you know, how's that been uh, from a from you know just the, the the standpoint of your daily duties and, and being a ball coach for the last year and a half? Well, you know what it was. Uh, I've known Dave, uh, Coach Doran since he was 24 years old, sort of similar to uh, myself and Lincoln's story. I knew Lincoln at 19, so I've known Dave most of his life and uh, all of his coaching life. Uh, So that relationship has been there for a long time since I was at Fresno State, which is 98, 99. So that that was – but then on a staff, Patrick, uh, I coached against Three of the staff is former players. Mm-hmm. Our, our offensive line coach was Garrison at Nebraska as a player. Mm-hmm. Thunder and Freddie Lindsay, uh, our strength coach and, and Nichols coach as players here at State. And then I've worked with Brian Mitchell, coached against uh, uh, Coach Roper at Ole Miss, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Gibson. I've been coordinator coach against him at West Virginia. And then uh, Coach Best, I've been coordinator against him at Nebraska and, 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 and Ohio State. So, uh, the staff, it was really a smooth transition that way. And then the young men on the team, they knew who I was. And they knew, because uh, a lot of them I knew from recruiting and then from just, you know, knowing a lot of them before or knew of me. And so transi- transition was great. My job is um, uh, administration to uh, uh, to Coach Dora. Mm-hmm. And I'm, as, I'm here for him and to serve and, uh, we share a lot of ideas. I've sat in that chair before, so we lean, he leans that way. But also, I'm here for the players, as always. At each each spot, I've, I've stopped them. Have a lot, lot of meetings and a lot of greetings with the players on the on the team, and that's been great. Uh, so it's really from an observation point of view. Every day at practice, I'm watching, observing, making notes, taking notes. Making mental notes yeah. on what yeah. I see, mm-hmm. those type things. Yes, yes, sir. So that's kind of interesting. You're, you're. We hear that sort of analyst role, but in a way, you're, you're kind of um, not just on one side of the ball. You're just kind of taking in things, maybe that extra set of eyes and just uh, some other thoughts and perspectives on things. I guess, right? 
Yeah, it, it's, a, it's 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 not even an analyst role, really, Patrick. It's, it's even more. It's like I was a head coach again. I have, right. I watch all three sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. I'm in all meetings. Uh, I know the game plans going in each day, each each day and each week. So during the game, I'm observing that and making notes at halftime adjustments or anything. I think the day should hit the team off. So it it it's been new in that and such. I'm not coaching a position, right? But it's almost like as a head coach, where I can observe more uh, the overall picture of the entire team, and uh, then from there, uh, I'm able to advance or make suggestions to coach mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. the assistant coaches, whatever may whatever it may be. We've got Ruffin McNeil with us. Uh, we'll forgive the red and white that he wears now, but hey, it's it's biological. We all got bills to pay, and we all got to eat. So, uh, uh, but hey, and I'm just glad Coach Ruff's in football, uh, and I'm I'm really happy he's going to be at the ECU Hall of Fame. I think that's a great thing. So it's great to have Coach McNeil on the line uh, with us here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Uh, ECU uh, and Tulane homecoming this weekend. Uh, also going on this weekend, uh, NC State and Louisiana Tech, a bit of a homecoming for Skip Holtz. I'm going to get into the Clemson game. I'm going to get into uh, La Tech a little bit because uh, two of my favorite coaches uh, who were at ECU are involved in that with you and Skip. So uh, I want to talk to you about that. But well, what's the thing about Dave Dorn? You know, Dave Dorn gets a rep of, of maybe being a little prickly. I think he's softened a little bit. I think he's a little more comfortable with uh, where the program is, you know, it, within the state now. Not that he has ever been because he's done a really good job recruiting. But, I mean, let's face it, Ruff, you and I know this. Mac Brown, and we all love Mac Brown, but he was getting a lot of pub in the off season, And, you know, I always thought State had a chance to have a really good year this year. So uh, that was uh, – I don't know if that's what you called a signature win, but, uh, you know, a huge win for you guys. But what's the thing you think that's a misconception or that maybe the general – fan base doesn't know about uh, Coach Doran that they should? Just how great a guy he is. Okay, let me get you a story. Okay, you, you ready for this? I, I've been waiting when for got, more uh, Ruffin McNeil. I need more Ruffin yeah, McNeil yeah. stories in my life, so yes. Well, well, the day everything happened at East Carolina, that Friday, right, about 1130, the, per, the first call I got, not the second, not the third, the very first call I got from Dave Doran. Very first call. Right. To check, make sure I was all right. The very you're first you're call. talking that fateful Not, day back in December a few years ago. December 5th. Yep. Okay. The next n- next story. Uh, I'm in Oklahoma with Lincoln. My, like a son, a mentor, love for each other is unbearing. I had to come back home to take care of my dad. That was mm-hmm. a decision I wanted to make, trying to be a son. Mm-hmm. Again, the question, first person to call, not the second, not the third. The first person is Dave Dorn. Not his question was, "Are you good? Do you need anything?" Each time, mm-hmm. so two of the most uh, challenging times in my life, not profession in my life. Mm-hmm. The first person that I talked to, the first person to call was Dave Dorn. So let, let that sink in just a little bit about him. That should help a lot. That part. Then my return to the staff, Patrick, last year uh, during the pandemic, but also doing a lot of social unrest. Uh, and I watched Dave in person and eyeballed his transparency, his leadership with our entire team. Uh, we played 12 games last year mm-hmm. during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So we had a bubble concept here and the kids abided by it. Great culture. And uh, we won eight games last year. It was, a, it was seven ACC games, which is the most, <coughs> excuse me, mm-hmm. 
uh, most in, in the history of North Carolina State. So his leadership, I told you the first part to tell you what, what kind of person he, he, he was and is. And uh, then with the young men here, the culture of hard, tough together, but it's a family culture here as well. So we know, the East Carolina family knows, from, day, from second one I got here in this office, mm-hmm. I've been treated with nothing but respect, love, and honor from the staff, players, alums, donors. They know where I went to school. They know where I coach. But they have been fantastic here, at least leading with Dave. And yeah. uh, so great football coach, smart, smart as a whip, and uh, has, a, has a, the ability to galvanize groups. And uh, he touched one of your friends in two situations that I think you would call very challenging, mm-hmm. you know, for me. And yeah. uh, so I think a lot of it. Yes, sir. Ruff and McNeil with us uh, here, and uh, Coach Ruff going into the uh, Hall of Fame uh, for ECU Athletics uh, later on this season, first uh, weekend in November. You guys have a huge win against Clemson. Uh, I'm not going to lie, you missed the field goal, and I'm thinking, eh. then you don't, you go for two after the touchdown, and I'm thinking, all right, you, you, you got ahead, and then <laughs> you don't get the two-point conversion. So I'm thinking... It's going to be a little tough. This could be tough. Uh, what an exciting game, though, that was last Saturday. Oh, it was. I mean, Clemson's perennial power. Uh, I have a lot of ties at Clemson. I began my college coaching at Clemson as a graduate assistant mm-hmm. yeah. back in 85 and 86 under Danny Ford. And so I know the program, and I know Dabo, and one of my mentors, William McCorvey's on that staff as well as a mentor to Dabo. Sort of like I am here right here for Dave. Yeah. And – so it was that game, but they have a great tradition, and they've been a brilliant champion. So it was a big win and a hard-fought win. i tell you what was I felt, again, from my role in watching, was I saw a team that was in a 15-round fight, mm-hmm. threw punches, took some punches, uh, stayed extremely tight on the sideline. A lot of times when things happen, uh, tough times, a missed field goal, for example, what have you. Mm-hmm. There's a splintering. There's no splinter. Mm-hmm. They even galvanize and group more of the team. And uh, at that second overtime, you have to go for two now. That's okay. part of the new process. All right. Yeah. My bad. I, yeah, didn't, I, didn't, have... I thought that was after the yeah. after the second. No, okay. Yeah. No, yeah. And the first overtime, let me just general rule now. Yeah. First overtime, you, you kick the extra point. But from every other time, henceforth, you have to go for two as a touchdown. Gotcha. You gotcha. know, so uh, I felt you wanted to make the two, but when I defense went back out and how they were playing and how they played all year and the way Tony Gibson does a good job, great job of those guys, I felt I felt very good about opportunity there. Mm-hmm. You know, we knew it would be a tough one because they have, like you said, they have great players, great, uh, great organization, yeah. great coaches, but the kids really stood up and, and – uh, and, and got the win, man. And all wins are big, Patrick, as you know. Wins are hard to come by yeah. in any business, but especially this business. But having to get that win, and and uh, now we got to move on to the next one pretty quickly. You got uh, Skip Holtz coming in. And look, Louisiana Tech could very easily be 4-0. Uh, they're 2-2, two and two, so don't let that record fool you. But, I mean – you know, quite frankly, they probably played Mississippi State a little better than NC State did earlier in the year. Um, 
and they have just – I mean, they got beat on a Hail Mary. This is a team that could very, very easily – I realize their record could be worse because they've, they've had some close wins, but uh, they also could be undefeated coming in. So, in other words, this is, this is not a group to sleep on. And look, if there's something we both know, Coach, Skip Holtz is going to have them fired up and ready to go. Well, you know, I think that's the part that we know. We know, and uh, this staff has been on all levels, and we know exactly. We watched ball film here too, so we watched those games and saw how they performed against Mississippi State and Northeastern and and SMU as well as North Texas. Uh, well coached, uh, fundamentally sound, great schematic systems on all three sides of the football. So we know we'll get their best shot. And what we've done here is we know who we're playing and we, we watch film, but we got to worry about ourselves. Yeah. The more controllable, the more controllable we have is ourselves, but we respect the team coming in. We know Skip and we know his reputation of being a great coach and got a great staff there too as well. So we're, 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 we're expecting a great game and another, another five, 15 round fight, you know, and looking forward to it. Ruffin McNeil on the line with us here. I, I know you and uh, Coach Houston have exchanged uh, some tweets. He was congratulatory of you. We talked to you a little bit about Coach Houston. I know, and you know him very well, obviously, from uh, just being in the business all these years. Uh, as far as uh, – and, and I know you haven't been able to look in necessarily on on this season because you're busy there. But, you know, when you just look at Mike Houston and knowing – what it takes to be successful in this job. Uh, what are your thoughts on on the job that Coach Houston has done so far? Well, um, I think Mike, first of all, uh, uh, he's won each stop. Uh, he knows exactly how to build programs. I think that's uh, been evident. Uh, he's got a great staff. Uh, and I think when building a program, I'm not – I've been around – to different schools and watch different programs and had a chance to build, be a part of building some. Patience is needed by everyone. If you, if you want a microwave program, you can get that quick. You can get that very quick. You, you can get microwave programs very quick, and that means you go get a bunch of JC guys and you put a team together and you piece the wins together here and there like that. Uh, but if you want to build a program, you build it brick by brick. Yeah. So I think Mike and his staff on that on that path. Uh, uh, I know we talked talked and talked about the win on uh, on last Saturday it was an ugly win. No such thing. There's no such word as ugly win. <laughs> it's, it, it's impossible. You can't find it in dictionary. Yeah. Go ahead. You got phones now. You can Google it up. Patrick is not in there. Win is hard, man. Winning is hard. And I think uh, Mike and his staff. I know they'll do a good job. And uh, you know it's it's it's, it's it takes patience to build a program, and uh, I was—I've been a part of it, and I've got a lot of confidence in, in Mike and his staff, and and uh, I know the support. Hopefully, the support will stay strong yeah. from all parts. It was, uh, it, it, of course, you're assuming everything kind of stays the same. You'll be back here uh, to start next season with NC State uh, when they when they open at ECU. That'll be kind of unique, and and I'm sure mixed emotions for you, but. You know, I'm glad this is happening like it is happening, that you're going to get a chance to come back here uh, theoretically before and, and be inducted into the Hall of Fame. I, I think that's a really, really great thing. And uh, it, look, I, I, I think 
I haven't asked Coach Houston this. I'm sure he would endorse it 100%. The times he's talked about Ruffin McNeil, it's been in, in glowing terms because he, he knows you well and knows your reputation but and understands the tradition here. So I think that's great. I think it's going to be great for you to come back uh, and, and be a part of that whole weekend. So we'll hopefully get a chance to see you and talk to you then. But uh, a lot of, lot of things to happen between now and then, but uh, I'm, I'm sure it's a weekend you'll kind of look forward to. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, uh, you know, my family as well. Uh, it'll be the first time I've been back to Greenville. Um, uh, but looking forward to seeing the, uh, seeing, seeing friends and, and, uh, looking forward to the ceremony and awards and induction, meeting the other in, in, inductees. Uh, and, uh, you know, it'll be exciting. Uh, I look forward to it, Patrick. Coach, uh, before we go here, uh, just, uh, uh, you know, give me a little bit of, uh, you know, you, you got some great stories. You got some great, uh, moments when, when you kind of, when you decide or, or when they make the decision, we're going to put you in the hall of fame. Did any, did any great moment from your ECU lifetime as a coach or as a player come back to you? Are there any, any story that, that kind of popped to mind immediately? Well, too, the moment that really that coach Pat Dye came in our house on a home visit and he and my mom did a lot of talking in the kitchen. He helped her cook. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when he came back out, my mom and Coach died. it was a done deal. I was going to East Carolina. That's the first thing that popped in my mind. And then the next moment with my concern in East Carolina was as uh, the day I got named by Coach Holland and the Board of Trustees led by Bob Lucas. Mm-hmm. Uh, named as head coach at East Carolina Patrick. That was, uh, you're talking about a 17 year old country kid from London, North Carolina, uh, son of teachers, educators, and uh, coming back to coach and be a part of a place he went to at 17 years of age. That was a special moment, too. So, those two moments one of Coach Die coming to my home, and, and he came back to the Carolina game back when we won that one game at home and spoke. And then, also the moment that I was able, been, I was named that day as the head coach mm-hmm. in East Carolina. Mm-hmm. My my relationship, these, those two things stick out about East Carolina right now in my mind. Always great to talk to you, and uh, congratulations on going into the Hall of Fame. I think that's a fabulous, uh, fabulous thing, and uh, we'll look forward to that weekend greatly, and uh, best of luck to you guys against uh, Louisiana Tech this uh, weekend at NC State. Patrick, it's always t- great to talk to you, and, and uh, you always do a great job, and professional, and one of the top professionals in this business, and thank you for having me on. I appreciate it, brother. Anytime. There he is. Ruffin McNeil uh, will be going in the ECU Hall of Fame uh, in early November. Great to have him on. We've got an enormous show tomorrow. Uh, We've got Matt Thomas from Parmalee is going to be on with us. We've got Joe Dooley. You're going to visit with him. We'll hear from some Pirate basketball players. We'll hear from Coach Houston. And we'll also have Todd Light, the Aiden Grifton head coach. They've almost been a month without playing football at Aiden Grifton because of all the COVID situation impacting their schedule so that's a big lineup tomorrow here for you on the uh, football friday get you to the weekend edition of the patrick johnson show homecoming edition ain't no coming like a homecoming uh that is all coming up tomorrow right here on the flagship of the pirates 94.3 the game five o'clock join us for the patrick johnson show 
Parmalee's Matt Thomas. They're playing halftime of the game this weekend inside of Dowdy Ficklin. Looking forward to catching up with Matt. We're going to also talk with Joe Dooley, get a little primer on the uh, season as they've started up practice. And looking forward to having the opportunity to talk to our good friend Todd Leip, who's the uh, coach of Aiden Grifton football in his second season. Thanks today to the ref, Philip Pilkington. Thanks to Ruffin McNeil for being with us. And we'll catch you tomorrow on the Patrick Johnson Show.